As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I'm your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Birds Magoots. What's up, dude? Birds Magoots. This is the last episode before the start of the NFL season. Let's go. Aside from the NFL, you know what else has been on my mind? What's that? The diarrhea plane situation. Yeah, me too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. Stuck on that, and then there was another story the same day that an airline kicked two people off because they refused to sit in seats covered in vomit. Wow. That was the same day. Wow. It's a big day for airlines. Big day for airlines. I really don't know what to think about it. I loved that the biohazard stuff came out first, and you're like, you got to figure out. How bad was it? And then the pictures came out. You're like, holy shit. Well, for a, literally a f- <laughs> for a flight to be redirected because of poop, you know, it has to be like they were going to Barcelona. It was international. I know. But like, it must have happened early enough that they were able to turn around. But what did you what do you think happened? Because it was up and down the aisles. All right. So I I have two guesses. OK, the first one is is more rational and not as fun. Somebody was just really sick and they were just trying to force, they needed to get to Barcelona, right? Yeah. I have to get on this vacation. We've been planning it for a year and a half. Like Are you healthcare, gotta... maybe? No. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. take, but let me get through this. So they're just trying to muscle through it to get to Barcelona and then they can heal up there. They just got to make the flight. They know they got to make the flight. They're going to do whatever they can. They gave it their best shot. Gambled and lost. Yeah. That's right. my first option. Okay. Option two is more fun. I forget where they flew out. Gambled of. with what though? Like a dicey fart? That's you never heard that phrase, gamble and lost? Yeah, I mean, that's what my mom like, used to say. So much that it's just like it was it's like a bodily control or lack thereof. Well, I know. That's when my second one comes in. Okay. Someone had a huge night out. Remember they had a flight to Barcelona, went straight from wherever they were partying to the plane and realized, oh God, I am in shambles and gambled and lost. Yeah. And once they open the seal, then it's game over. I guess. TMI. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be TMI. I mean, I think my logical response is it was a child or like a, like some sort of no, kid. No. No, that any better. No way. But maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like adults can control their bowels for the most part. Not right? if you're like, if you are actually six, I'm, I love that we're starting off this way. Yeah. But if you're actually like, well, it's been stuck sick, in my head. If you're really sick, no, like okay. shit happens. Literally. Yeah, I know. Wow. Where do you think that comes from? I, yeah, that is actually probably really true. <laughs> God, it must have smelled so bad on that. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to keep talking know. about this. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, I want to move on. We, we broke it slide down. Slide on? We, we, stop. We broke it down. Let's move forward. I'm picturing a big fat guy running through with like some and one t- style shorts, like those loose fitting shorts. Why? It just comes out. Just okay. Out. It was all was... over the plane. Like at least maybe from your seat to the bathroom makes a little bit of sense, but it was all up and down the aisle. Like, it could have been a terrorist, a biohazard diarrhea terrorist what if he was panicking and he ran to the you know there's like multiple bathrooms uh, yeah, it's an international true. flight yeah. so there's probably sometimes you get the bathroom in the middle of the plane the rear of the plane and the front of the plane so maybe he was like oh my god oh my god oh my god sprinted to the back of the plane no go start sprinting to the that's it that's what happened okay by the time okay. he had control by the time he got to the back bathroom and realized it was a no-go. Oh, it's one of those situations where like yeah. you're holding, you're holding, and then as soon as you so get close, close to the bathroom, yep. you're like, all right, I'm ready. And he, oh, no. the door was locked. And then he went full panic mode, full sprint to the front of the plane whilst pooping. And there you go. 
I do think we need more bathrooms on planes. You're very. <laughs> that's where we come. That's that's where I got to this. Whatever. Let's it's move a on. New platform. <laughs> Uh, I was looking forward to talking about Eagles football since the start of the season on Sunday, but that was a much better uh, cold open, if you will. It's more like a hot open, but hey oh. Anyway, we're back in the studio. We had back-to-back recording days because some idiot had a birthday on Tuesday and threw everything off for the week. But as you mentioned in yesterday's episode... We're going to have to figure out our logistics again. Uh, I, I, of course, just starting off with a bang. I was wrong about Southern Charm. It starts next week. Oh, it does? That's yeah. on Thursday, though? Yeah, it's still Thursday. Thursday one messes me up, man. I know. Whatever. We'll get, we'll get to the bottom. We'll, you, our listeners, don't worry about it. We'll figure it just, out. Yeah, just look at the item description before you click. Yeah. Well, I mean, click all of them. We'll figure Listen it to out. Everything, we'll but. figure it out. But the only thing that I want to talk about before we do our Rose and Thorn, since we did news yesterday, more stuff keeps coming about. Carl and Lindsay coming up about Carl yep. and Lindsay. There is so much speculation. So there was a blind item from Dumois that came out. And I guess according to this person, and it's not verified at all, but according to this blind item, Carl had something going on with another woman. And apparently there was a pregnancy scare. And then I also heard inklings of a potential miscarriage. And obviously we don't want to speculate on anything like that. I'm more just mentioning it to highlight how much speculation there is on both sides of the street we do not know what happened we have no idea we may never know what happens depending on how much they keep private i saw the post from dumois and instantly i i completely just skipped past it because it, again it's just rumors and nobody really knows i wonder the filter process that dumois must have i was wondering the how same many fucking thing. people there's got to be thousands of people every day that sends these crazy text messages that don't look legit and they have to go th- comb through everything and figure out, like, all right, which one are we pushing today? Is this legit? Like, at what but level do they say? A lot. Yeah, but, like, I can create a contact in my phone if I happen to know Carl's phone number for some reason. I can create a contact in my phone that just says Carl's phone number is the name. And it would show up in a text message like that. Oh, no, I get As if that. it was Carl doing that. It's like, you can fabricate pretty much anything you want and send it to Dubois and then hope and pray that it goes on there. And then tell your friends, like, oh, yeah, this is – it just – it's got to be a nightmare trying to go through all that. I can't even imagine. I'm more giving them credit because the blind items they do tend to push tend to pan out. They do, for the most part. Yeah, they are really good at that. Um, I also don't want to piss them off because then there's going to be blind items about me and you, and I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. There's no blind items here. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to our rose and thorn. We didn't have a ton of thorns, and I mean the collective rose is the birds are back, baby. Sunday, we get Eagles football again. All is right in the world. So I'm excited. Yeah. But that's the all-encompassing rose. Why don't you start us off with your rose and thorn for the week? Okay. Um, I actually have a thorn. Oh, um, really? I like that. Which is, it's funny because it was a five-star review. But oh. the thorn is for uh, the Kate Casey interview. A couple of people were saying, you know, don't have guests on because Kate Casey was cutting you off or talking too much or whatever. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like when I listen to other podcasts, I like to hear from the guest more than the host. Yeah, I do. The too. whole point of a guest being on the show is to give their insight. Yep. And then we kind of ask, you know, pointed questions, try to direct it, do this and that and facilitate. And then we give our opinions you know, in there. And it's just kind of a vibe going back and forth. Sure. I never thought once that she was talking too much or like oh. talked over us at all. I thought that, you know, we were just interviewing her and just 
kind of trying to pick her brain or whatever. So with Kate and like we love Kate. This is the second time. I think that it's we've just we have such her. a good rapport with her as soon as we start talking. Yeah. That it's honestly that's how like every friend conversation goes. Well, the other part that I think is important and why we enjoy having her on, it's a very different approach to how we watch the shows. Like she's very analytical. She yep. looks at you know the psyche of the cast, and we do a little bit, but it's just a. I think it's important to have different takes, and I think a, something that we do well, not to toot our own horn here, but I think that we do a good job of when we have guests on. Like, I want their take. Like you just said, right. I want to hear what you think. And then we will comment on that. We'll give you our opinion on it. But you're here to give your take. It's our job to facilitate that. I thought the interview was great. She's yeah. always a pleasure. Well, I think part of it is, like, in my mind, you and I put out three hours worth of content a week Yeah, where we talk nonstop. Yeah, I'm sick of you. You guys don't want to break? Yeah, <laughs> like, come seriously? on. I want to break from Shooter. I know. <laughs> I want to break from everything. Like, you want to listen to us constantly in the even in that week we still had another episode that was like a, an hour and a half an hour 40 minutes or whatever talking about all the other shows this is a so, great marketing ploy talking. oh i know i know i know <laughs> stop I know. listening to stop us stop listening to us idiots no it's not stop but it's just like all right you get a little bit of a break here the funny thing is if we ever have lisa barlow on i she's just gonna talk so much dude i just messaged her because we talked to her last season to get her yeah on, yeah it didn't work out because shit got so crazy and they started um that's when yeah, bravo... now that jen's gone and stuff it might it'll die down a week well yeah and like that's when bravo started barring housewives from going on right. podcasts so we got shut down but hopefully fucking she comes on um yeah fucking bravo gatekeepers um but... all right well let me let me get to my rose um my rose Comes from our good friend, Los. Oh, welcome back, Los. I saw Los uh, respond to one of the questions. I don't know if he did it yesterday or today, but he asked, are the bros going to do a live review of the Slim Chicken 2.0 being sold at the Eagle Stadium? How the fuck does Los know what's being sold at our stadium? He's a Philly fan. He wears a uh, Phillies jersey. He does, but he also didn't stick around long enough in Philly to go. To he didn't go to our show. show. I know. He only went. To, he came to Philly it. for Beyonce. He didn't come to Philly for us. He would have messaged us. So you're, let me just get this straight. I'm on your team here. 100%. You know what the Slim Chicken 2.0 sandwich is? I don't. So I feel like even worse that Lois knows what it is and I don't. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. My, I, and again, on your team. Yep. Team shoots. Well, this is also are you a rose. comparing us to Beyonce? <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, for sure. Um, so no, the, it's a rose because it's funny that he's asking about that. And obviously it makes us think about the Eagles Stadium. Sure. Uh, the Slim Chicken 2.0 is a fried chicken sandwich, but the chicken is breaded with cornflakes oh i like that which is nice well hold on there's more oh uh it is topped with candied bacon okay and then instead of buns they're apple fritters no i'm out i'm gonna try it i'll try oh, there's it. honey on top too and, oh no i'm sorry it's apple fritters and ghost chili pepper sauce okay yeah so it'll out. have like a bit of a kick and some sweetness or whatever i think I'm, I'm probably gonna go to the game next thursday so i will report back unless that line is a fucking i can nightmare. already already taste it it's too greasy um it's a, I don't, you know me, I don't like gimmicky food. Yeah. Gimmicky food is not my thing. It, it also me. just doesn't sound like something I'm going to want to eat after, you know, 15 to 20 beers in the parking lot. Yeah. Then you're going to wash it down with an apple fritter and ghost chili pepper no. sauce. No, like, it's usually ah. like I have a go-to. It's either just chicken fingers from uh chicken and Pete's with chickies fries or a full on cheesesteak and yeah, you gotta stick fries. To always chickies fries. You can just... try it, but I, I just don't think it's going to be great. That's yeah, my opinion. I think not. it's going to be a four out of 10. Okay. Fair enough. All right, well, mine, I don't have that many thorns. Not a lot popped off. And you know what? Don't do a thorn. Okay. Just have a good week, bud. Okay. It's your birthday. Well, here's You're my feeling thorn. feeling a little older. 
The only thorn-ish I had was somebody commented on TikTok, Jason B88. Weirdest thing is, before I saw your videos, I always imagined Steel had the voice of Scooter and vice versa. But that's not really a thorn because you have a lovely voice as well. It's not. Yeah, that, that is really funny. But I feel too like that happens a lot. It does. It definitely happens a lot. Um, I, think, I don't really know why. Like either. I think that my voice matches thing. me and I think yours matches you. So, But that's also because I hear my voice and I hear your right. voice. I don't know. I, so I guess that's my thorn-ish, but not really. I have two roses because this one I just like stumbled across by looking for it. And it's crazy to me that somebody picked up on this. I love that they picked up on this reference, and it's from a while ago. It's back in like the beginning of August, but it says "Worlds Collide." This is from Emily GG Seventeen. This is the first Bravo podcast to mention my other favorite trashy obsession: betting on Maction. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I was that's talking so about good. betting on Maction while being in Vegas, sitting it's in a so pool. Good, dude. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah betting on Maction is the best. Got bets in for tonight. Sunday's going to be loaded up. So, you know, I'm not giving out any picks because I'm fucking awful. Well, a, well Maction's a crapshoot anyway. That's why it's so great. That's it's the best. Yeah. And if you don't know what Maction is, Google it. it. It's one of the most fun. I love Maction football. Like, it's just, it's great. It's great it's to like watch. Toledo. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's the Ball only thing on on Tuesday night as yeah. far as sports go, except for, you know, baseball. But, you know, once we get into those, those dead months at the end of October, early November, that's the only thing you got on Tuesday nights. You got to absorb it. A little action, baby. Yep. My, my real rose is this, because I love when we get honest reviews. Honest reviews are my favorite. It's a three out of five, and it's from Meg MKE, and it's titled, It's Okay. <laughs> it goes, it's not my favorite Bravo podcast. It's not my least favorite. I appreciate the guy's banter and their fresh take on things. However, they get facts wrong sometimes. Or, since they haven't watched since the beginning, they don't understand some of the backstory or history of the ladies and how it plays into what's going on now in the shows. And I get it. It's hard to go back and watch it all. Very reasonable. Just super reasonable. Super reasonable. Five gives us a C. It's fine. I'm into it. Yeah, it was. A, I, like I, it. I appreciate the honesty. It doesn't have to be a five star to be a rose. I just, I love the, the approach. Like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And this is why. And you know what? We MK, love honesty. Meg MKE. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. We kind of like you too. Yeah, you're fine. But <laughs> let's get into it because we had the return of Roslick. And we're going to save that for the end because I want to get through OC first because I want to end on a happy note. And Roslick's going to make me happy. And I OC. I said that OC was good. For it you. was, but it's still like, even though this episode was good and they've had a good stretch of the last three or four, in my I know opinion, that I didn't find it. I know that you didn't love it, and I also I'm just kind of tired of talking about OC. But let's let's get into this episode. And you know what? Actually, and this is about OC. I'm not sidetracking us. Uh, when I was watching OC, there was a commercial for I guess it was Below Deck. They do two episodes on Mondays for Below Deck. Oh wow! Do it for OC. Get it over with quicker. Give me seven weeks. Fire them off in a row. Fire them off. You Give could, me no, no, no. Because then we'd have to t- no, nope. Why? Not just for some at the other side of it. No, I agree. I don't mind the back to back. Yeah, I, I but think if that... we're commenting on it and we got to do two OCs per episode. That's a lot. We don't have to dig into everything. There's so much dead air during those shows that we can kind of just merge it all together. Well, you're getting nitpicky. Can we just talk about this episode, not... please? Right, yeah. You, you, you nit. <laughs> but anyway, this whole episode is based around the Heather Dubrow launch party for the HD network and their trip to Mexico. But we start out and. This is immediately why I was like, okay, I, I fuck with this episode because the first scene, like right out of the gate, has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about. Shannon is in with her doctor and they're going over 
a new colonic that she's developing. It's a prototype for a colonic, and they get very in depth on like what the process. Is a I mean, I know where it goes. I believe it's like an enema. Okay. Right? Does it just cleans out the system? Okay. And that's very fitting because you started us off with poop. Yeah. Poop. All right. So there you go. It, that it, guy should have had an enema. Yeah. Full circle. But I have questions about this doctor because we see him rip a little hole like right where her butt is. And before when Vicky was there, she said that his finger was in her butt. I <laughs> Is this doctor credentialed? I have no idea. He's an energy doctor. I know. So, so I don't know. I mean, when he started talking to her, he was like, are you stressed out? You know, when you're stressed out, you carry a little bit of weight in your face and on your stomach. I'm oh, like, no, right, she goes, my stomach's saggy. And he goes, yeah, and your face. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it doesn't seem like he holds any punches, which is probably good for a doctor. But I don't know what all of this has to do with butt stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't... But she's developing a prototype for a new colonic. So I like keep... that you found it funny. I found it a little gross. Oh, no, I thought it was hysterical. And they were talking like, I don't think that was John. I think it was her ex-husband, right? That was yes, saying yeah, that like. David. He he had to go in there and pull it back out. He's like, I still got some stuff. Yeah, in no, I didn't I like that. Like, that was too much. That was too oh. much. But it was a funny open. But the next scene, we get Jen and her mom, uh, and they're baking. And the mom's from Oklahoma, which, you know, my dad's from Oklahoma. So when she started talking to Oklahoma accent, I was kind of like, oh, that, that's kind of how my grandmother used to talk. Just warmed you? Yeah, it just it was, a nice, it was nice to hear the Oklahoma accent. But they're discussing Will and Ryan. And the mom loves Will still. To this day, they have a good relationship. She doesn't Will still work on the ranch? Yeah, Will still works for the family. So in, in a way, he's closer to the family than she is. Arguably. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what I was thinking the whole time because she hasn't met Ryan. No. She hasn't even really seen Jen in a while. She didn't console Jen during the divorce. Mm -mm. Yet Will was working on the farm yep. back in Oklahoma near the family. She was probably consoling him. Yeah. Oh, Weird that's situation. interesting. It is. The whole dynamic was a little yep. strange. I felt that, especially when they get to dinner, and we'll get there in a little bit. But the mom does admit that she wasn't ready to meet Ryan, which understandably so, especially if you're that tight with Will, the yeah. ex. So it also sounds like, while the mom forgives Jen for what she did, she also has a hard time moving on from her original relationship with Will because the mom... I mean, we hear her sing Will's praises the entire dinner with Ryan, right? right? And she said that she wasn't ready to meet Ryan for a very long time. It's been a few years, right? Two, I think they I said think, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, a couple that, of years, yeah. So it's weird that this is the first time that they got together. But I guess it's nice to see that the mom's still supportive. Like, she's going to give it a shot and, instead yeah. of being like, you're ruining your life. You're throwing it away. What's wrong with you? Yeah, like, and we've uh, seen that in a lot of different ways on a lot of different shows or just, you know, in person. It is at least nice to see that she's able to sit down and obviously wants to now meet Ryan. She mm -hmm. doesn't, she's not just doing it as like an obligatory thing. Yeah. She's ready to do point. it. You know, like she came from Oklahoma. She's ready to sit down. She's talked to Jen a little bit, kind of warming up to the fact. And then she's ready to go out because she knows that she does need to meet Ryan. I wonder if Ryan kind of reached out to her parents and oh. said like, hey, you know, I'm ready to get married. Wow, I didn't even. I don't think know of if that. he backdoored it in uh, that way. I don't we're think just talking so. about butt stuff, backdoors now. I just want to name this episode "butt stuff." Yeah, I mean, basically, <laughs> it is. I don't think there's any butt stuff in SLC, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Um, I it was just not off-putting, but it was a weird scene. Yeah, it, it was, was like all the information that was coming out. Obviously, we don't know a whole lot about Jen and her backstories. It is no, but it makes me like here. Will more. It does. You know I would I mean? love to meet Will. Yeah, now I'm like, Will seems dope. Why'd you, why'd you cheat on him? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. 
I mean, you cheated on him with a douchebag, too. Which is an like, interesting setup by the mom. But hey, you know what? The fact that she's going to give her daughter's new man a chance is, is refreshing to see that they're at least in a place where the, the infidelity didn't ruin their relationship because yeah. that would have been upsetting. But moving on from there, we get to this launch party. And I'm, uh, we need to clarify some things here. Or you need to help me work through it. I don't know if I can. I don't know what the fuck it is. So it's HD Network on... Is it on the Fireside app? They mentioned that as well. No idea. So it's a network in which content creators can create content. It's all live, but then... Twitch. is It's like Twitch. It's Yeah, it's Twitch. It's YouTube. It's every other fucking gaming platform. And right. Like so TikTok. It's like... What's going to set it apart? HD? I guess. Maybe she feels like... I think the only thing that can really set those things apart is getting good personalities. So... While I think that Heather has a good reach, she can get a lot of the reality stars that can go on there. Okay, but, but I don't think that's really why people go on to watch stuff like that. Like Twitch is Twitch and YouTube, they're huge gaming things. Like that's the main thing that people live stream is that stuff. Or they'll live stream like them watching a show. Shout out um, fucking VPR with uh, Jackson, his whole thing. Um, I, I just don't understand it, and it doesn't seem like Heather understands it. From what? No, it doesn't. When she's trying to explain it, it, it reminded me of when we get the housewives that don't want to tell you what they actually do, like Which, Jen Shaw. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you know, I make stand money. up and clap, and it's like, how? I don't know. Like, and also, if everybody can react in real time and you can hear what they're doing, like that's gonna it's an ear mess up. Yeah, no, it's yeah. gonna. I don't know, but from what I've gathered, it's a lifestyle twitch. Yeah. So it's people can go on there and do a cooking show or a cooking class that's interactive and then, then it will save and you can go back and watch it later, which again, there are already those things, but I guess if she's going to tailor it to only lifestyle stuff, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she has way more money than we do, so I'm assuming yeah. that she knows what she's doing, but it does seem a little bit confusing. But <laughs> of course, we can't go too long without Shannon getting into some drama and Shannon and Heather had texted Shannon like a week prior. Hey, I'm doing this launch party for HD Network. I want you to come out, whatever. Shannon left her on red until 20 minutes before the party. 20 minutes. Yep. That is bad form. That's not a good look. But we dive a little bit deeper into it, and we then find out that Heather had told Emily that Shannon was talking shit at BravoCon about Emily. But she can't tell her what she said because it's locked in the vault. Always. We're back to the vault. Only some things get locked in the vault. But that defeats the purpose. The whole situation is not locked in the vault. The The general of what happened is not locked in the vault. No, just the specifics. Just specifics. That's bullshit. That's so stupid. Yeah, that's not. Then guess what, Heather? That's not locked in the vault. If that actually happened, if that actually occurred, we find out later, Gina says, I thought she was talking about Tamara, not Shannon. Right. I was also getting my hair blown out. That's not a vault. It's not a vault. And I think this is just a ploy by Heather for what she does. This is her playbook. And yeah. it's only, I can't imagine she does this in real life, but it's for the show. It has Let me be. just tell you what happened without telling you exactly what happened. That way you'll start, start talking about it. You'll start digging and find things out. I'm in the middle of it because I shared the information with you. So All I right. still get the screen time to be on here, but I didn't actually say what she said. Okay. And then so, she has some plausible deniability because she didn't actually say specifically it what it was. Yeah. It's really just that. It's a game that she's playing. Okay. It's not a good game. She's not great no, at she's it. She's playing poor. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. But that's, I think, what she's doing. I will say, and we get a little like cutaway right here where her and Terry are talking about the house sale. I like Terry. I, I like no Terry, too. Terry. I And I, that's what I was going to actually give them both credit because like the bullshit in the group aside, seeing those two have a genuine connection, seemingly, and also 
they've talked about it, how this move and like selling the house and moving back to LA has kind of reinvigorated their relationship a little bit. Like they're both kind of walking on cloud nine. They seem really happy with each other. I wrote down, like, it's really sweet. Like seeing them. I appreciate that scene too. Seeing them happy together and like vibing like that, like regardless of my thoughts and feelings on Heather, like that's nice to see. I don't wish ill. I think it's unfair because my thoughts and feelings on Heather are based off of her interactions within this group. And all the interactions within this group make no sense to me. That's a good point. None of them are actually friends. So when you see a real moment like that in this show in whole, you see them with their family. You see them with their actual friends whenever they pull somebody who's actually friends with them in. Like Jen was talking to her friend on the boardwalk. Yeah. Those are real moments. Those are the moments that actually kind of strike. And you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. I like to see that. I like to know a little bit more about you. I like to know what you do, I guess, with your husband or with your friends or whatever. And then they come back to the group and it's like, all right, this is all fake. Yeah. This is all dumb bullshit. Uh, yeah. That's a really, yeah. really that's, good way I, That's it. like my sticking point with this whole show. There's just no real connection between any of them. That's a good point. But let's keep trucking. They uh, bring up the Mexico trip. So we're getting a trip with the ladies, which I'm excited about. I love that they didn't foreshadow it for three episodes. I love, I love the way that they put things together. Like that's something that we've kind of picked up on over the a year and a half is when they plan on these trips mm-hmm. and it just seems so just off the cuff. Like, Hey, Billy, you know, we need to just do some stuff. Maybe just take a couple get shots out of here. Where can we do shots? Fucking anywhere. Yeah. You can do shots anywhere. You were already in Montana. You did shots up there. Yep. You can do shots in Mexico. You can go to Ireland, do shots over there. Anywhere you want to go, you can do shots, but you land on Mexico, which was already premeditated. It's already a plan. Mexico, Mexico, Mexico yeah, works for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know where to go. Yeah, yeah. That, that works. Never get to listen to like, Shannon speak so Spanish funny. for fucking three right. episodes. Oh no. Great. But <laughs> wait, Shannon or Dorit better at Spanish? Shannon has a better accent. I think so. Too. Yeah, she she seems more knowledgeable on the yeah. Spanish Dorit. language as a whole. Dorit seems like she took one Rosetta Stone. Yeah, and it was like I. Dorit can speak. is like Pitbull. She's Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> Mrs. Three Hundred Five. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Oh damn! Oh uh, yeah, uh, Miami's coming back soon. Yes, but let's get back to the lunch. Emily admits that she hasn't drank, or sorry, hasn't eaten all day, and she's crushing crushing drinks when the guy comes over to the table and she's got five wounded soldiers sitting in front of her first as an alcoholic that pains me so like there's still things that i notice like like when people don't finish their drinks at the table it baffles me it blows my mind i'm like yeah yeah we can't leave yet you have to finish that drink Mm -hmm. like it's it will always be a thing so seeing that i was like oh come on finish it but when she gets to the table her behavior was unacceptable it really, like it wasn't okay. And was it funny? Yeah. I laughed. I laughed a couple laughed, of times yeah. when she was eating the cucumber and she was saying there's sand in the salad, but it wasn't acceptable. And Heather did have a right to be mad. However, it's quite clear that the underlying issue here is the fact that she let her peek behind the vault, but didn't let her inside of the vault. Yeah. Like that's all this is about. She's projecting and she's upset. She doesn't want to be here because she's mad at Heather. So she instead gets really drunk, and then start shitting on the food and the initials. That was the best part. The initial talk, I thought I would have gotten branded when I walked in here. That was a really that was funny, funny line. There should be some more Heather HDs has no everywhere. sense of humor. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've seen Heather laugh once this entire She's season. She does not take... She doesn't take jokes, jokes towards well. herself very well. She takes them seriously, like immediately. She takes them very yeah, seriously, yeah. immediately doesn't look at them as a joke. But I don't think I've seen her laugh. No, but I don't want to. I do not want to falter here because I thought that Emily was out of line. I do think that it would have done her a favor if earlier on, like when she started making initial jokes, if she leaned into it a little bit, 
I think that it would have like diffused the situation slightly. Right. But I also understand you put this thing together and this is, that's where it's tough because this is a serious thing. This is a big deal to Heather. This is part of her her next step. Then why is it on the show? Why are your fucking castmates at this thing? Because you're supposed to. I know, but if it's really a big deal, don't invite the castmates. Don't make a part of the show. Homeless, not toothless is a big deal, and that was on the show, and yeah, that I had know. to be horrible <laughs> for so the entire organization. It, <laughs> it should be like your C and B list of business opportunities. Sure, throw them on the show because what's the worst that could happen? They're going to get into a fight, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You're going to put something that's like really near and dear to your heart on this show. You got to be prepared for somebody like Emily to get really drunk and start making jokes. Or don't tear up before the thing. Maybe and say, that too. Say, yeah, someone's talking shit, but I can't tell you what she said. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just a bad look. But after that, Heather and Terry go to say goodbye to their house. And again, very touching scene. It's sweet to see those two together dancing around the house, going through memories. The memories that flashed up on screen were hysterical. Vicky. The Christianity thing was a riot. I didn't even see that episode, but I, I like that scene. And so for me, this was an important episode for my relationship with Heather. Because up until this point, I've been anti-Heather in almost every way. I still don't love Heather. But like you said, seeing real moments, and we talk about it frequently, mm-hmm. the humanizing moments, like it does remind me like, okay, yeah, I forgot. Heather's a person. She's got a real life and real feelings. So like this was an important Heather episode to me, but... Up next, we got Shannon and Tamra, and Tamra FaceTime Shannon to discuss the night before. Shannon just mysteriously still does not feel well. We don't really know why. Right. She does not have COVID, but she just collectively doesn't feel good for a long time now. It seems like she's never feeling okay. Might be some more to read into there. I don't know. Maybe do some. If you're not feeling good. She went to her her doctor. She went to her butt doctor, her energy butt doctor. But I mean, I yeah, it's... I, I thought it was just, I think it's really just her kind of playing it up. Obviously, she didn't want to go to the event. That's really that's, what it that's was. That's all it is. But And she's had a hard couple of weeks, if you think about it. Everybody's putting her relationship on blast after she put it on blast, of course. But still, she doesn't feel comfortable being in that environment, doesn't really want to do it. Maybe she wasn't really feeling that well that day and didn't feel like putting up with it. Shitty to text somebody 20 minutes before. Well, she said, I'm not going to Texas either because I don't feel well. And you just decided that 20 minutes ago? Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't really make any sense. But not, nothing Shannon has done thus far makes a lot of sense. No, it's all erratic. And it's, it's actually very erratic. It's alarming. But in this scene specifically, she's the one that takes umbrage with Heather having an issue about the text. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, she's no right. It's 20 yeah. minutes before. And she's like, here we go again. Me not texting Heather on time. She has a problem with it. It's like, I think anybody on would have time. a problem with it. Anybody would have yeah, a problem Maybe you should have waited the 20 minutes and texted her as soon as it started. Yeah. And you would have been on time. There you go. on time, technically. But no, I, I think anyone reserves the right to be upset with a friend if you invite them to something and they don't let you know until 20 minutes prior that, hey, I'm not going to make it. Yep. Especially when it's an excuse like, I just don't feel good. And it's like, you have to have something more than that. If it was, hey, I'm definitely coming. And then like an hour before you're like, hey. I just saw my butt doctor. Things are not great. Yeah, I need there's a, a day. piece of plastic up yeah. my butt somewhere. <laughs> I, uh, no, John won't dig yeah, it out. John now I don't refuses. think that he's a good boyfriend for me. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on. He just won't go on my butt and get this piece of plastic out. It's just not going to work. He kept saying he's going to get stuff on his fingers. I I don't know. I just can't. I can't make it to your party. Okay, viable. Instead, I'm going to take a plane to Barcelona yeah. and poop everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it was Shannon. Try to get it out. It was Shannon. <laughs> there it is. We uncovered the secret. Full circle. But that's when... The house sale goes public. Mid-conversation, Tamara goes, holy shit, did you see this? And it comes out that the house was sold for $55 million. And I'm going to lump in like when they talk about it later at Mexico right now. Yeah. 
Good for you. Thanks, dude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But to me, when Heather was explaining why she kept it a secret, like, do I think that Heather thinks she's better than other people? I do. Do I think that she talks down to other women in the group? I do. Do I also understand her stance of, I don't feel supported right now, so I feel like if I bring this to the group, it's not going to be met with Well, with is it that she doesn't feel supported, or is it that she signed an NDA? It's First time I've ever heard supported. somebody sign an NDA for a yeah, fucking house. Yeah, the NDA house? thing was... Like, that that's doesn't even when, make sense. That's when stuff pisses me off. It's like, don't even bring the NDA up. That's not true. Who'd you sign the NDA with? It's not like you're saying who stole, who you sold the house to. I think that was... If there is an NDA, it. yeah, you can't... You can you say can't. that you sold it. Correct. That, you cannot just, say who you so sold it to. So that was bullshit. And then she leans into the whole, well, I just don't feel supported, so like, why would I bring something up? I don't want to seem braggy. It's like, it's just fucking like, everybody's going to find out anyway. It's going to be worse for you when the tabloids report it, and then your friends are like, what the fuck? You didn't say a word to us. But even they didn't even then, know that you were even trying to sell the house. But my thing, I guess, to play devil's advocate here a little bit, is I don't think she needs to tell the group, and I don't think that they need to take it personally. It's definitely not comparable to Shannon and John and their relationship issues and the group being concerned about Shannon and moving forward with John. Yeah, no, not but at all. Shannon takes it immediately. And she's like, oh, you want everybody to share, but you don't share yourself. It's like, this is night and day. This is apples to oranges. You can't compare what the group, the entire group is concerned about with your shit that's been ongoing for an extended period of time. This is a house sale. I it's do a house think sale for she, an absurd amount of money. I do think that she was going to tell them in Mexico. I really do, too. I don't think the time and place is to tell them at the party. I didn't either. There's other things going on there. There's other people there that you don't want to find out. I don't think it has anything to do with maybe Gina or Emily kind of blabbing to somebody else and letting them know that she sold the house. I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. I think it was more just like a time and place issue. We know that Heather's been kind of MIA from the cast for a couple of weeks now because she's been dealing with that and moving to LA. So there's a lot of things going into this. I don't really see much of an issue with it. It's a non-important thing, but of course Shannon's going to make it about herself because she has beef with Heather. It's just kind of stupid and I don't really get it. I don't either, but as like, it's the, the spark to, to a lot of issues that the table has with Heather, I guess. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And it brings up the conversation from Emily, and we finally get to the bottom of why Emily is upset. And like we as the viewers already know, it's because of the shit talking going on behind her back. But that was the caveat for things kind of blowing up at the dinner table. And Emily takes it upon herself to now bring up, all right, well, this is why I'm upset. Apparently, you were talking shit, or apparently Shannon was talking shit about me, but you can't tell me what she said. I don't know why you would tell me that in a hotel room. Heather immediately goes with the, I didn't say that defense, which I hate. I hate that defense. It's the same as the I'm joking defense. It's never a good one. That's when Gina chimes in and says, well, I thought she was talking about Tamara saying stuff, which I definitely believe that, but I could see either of them talking shit. It could have been both. It could have been both. But Emily starts going off and her and Heather just like go at it. And Emily fires off a lot of things that I think are true. Like you sit there and go, "Mm -hmm," and you check the boxes for a conversation, but you don't actually listen. I'm like, that seems to me from what I've seen out of Heather, spot on, spot on. Yep. 
And I think that would frustrate anybody. And Emily kind of boils over. And that's when we start getting a lot of things like body shaming. And I don't know if this is body shaming because she hands her the plate of cookies. And mind you, Heather's frustrated with Emily at this point. They're at the luncheon and she hands her a plate of cookies and they look like boobs. And she says, these are for you because they're like, you have big, nice boobs. Is that body shaming? I don't know because she's a nice She's a big I have no nice idea, boobs. but maybe the big part of it. Maybe she took it like maybe I, Emily's a little self conscious about it, which is fine. It's just uh, between that and then she goes back to apparently Heather's upset because she said that she was in her dolphin suit. But even when we go there, it's like you have a nice body and you're in your yeah, like slick body. Like, so it just neither of them really made a lot of sense. My only big issue with all of this was when Heather goes back at Emily and she talks about her behavior at the party. And talking about the branding and everything with uh, HD everywhere, Emily didn't lean into it. Just she gets so triggered right away. And I get it. Like, she's very angry. She's upset with Heather. She wants to get it all out. But in that moment, during that party, you were joking. We know that you were joking. Yes. Were you a little drunk? Sure. Whatever. Were you a little inappropriate? Sure. Whatever. I don't care. But you were fucking joking. Just say it was a joke. Get over it and laugh it off and then move on. Get over it. I would say I was joking. If it went too far, I apologize. Oh, yeah. I mean, take, I think she needs to take some accountability because she was an asshole. I think take a little bit of accountability, but also say, you know, it was a joke. I apologize if it went too far. I know it was an important event to you. But you know what? What? I don't think she was an asshole because really? What do you get? Do we even see that scene if Emily doesn't do anything at that party? No. But we get to watch them walk in and they look nice and then they sit well, down and they talk a, about the Mexico trip and that's it. Well, then from a housewives TV standpoint, sure. From a friend being invited, if you came to an event that I was having, you got that drunk and started saying shit like that the whole time. One, it wouldn't take that long. One, for you would have laughed. I would have laughed. One, the two, SR if I got if I got annoyed, I would have walked over to him and been like, "Hey, bro, shut the fuck up." Yeah, like it would have been handled very quickly. Yeah. And then you would have shoved a pretzel in my mouth. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. You so, need fucking food. Yeah, you need Eat this. It. Shut the fuck up. Go sit over there for a minute. Come back. Cooler heads. Your salad minute. wouldn't have sand in it. No, my salad would be delicious. It wouldn't yeah. be sandy. But the food looked good. But anyway, God, we, we, we can sand, do sand, man. <laughs> eat sand, man. Pound sand, dude. Yeah, pound sand. That's a, I forgot about that yeah. one. That's a good one. Uh, but let's tie a bow on it. With the Ryan going to dinner with Jen and her mom. So we finally get this scene of the mom meeting Ryan for the first time. What the fuck? I have no idea. What's he wearing? Well, oh, you're going to that? What the fuck is that first conversation? The first conversation was insane. But before we even got there. I mean, that's what he does. I'm not even surprised by it. It had cow on it. It had camo on it. um, It's a denim jacket on the back. It says, we're here for the vibes or something. uh, What was that crazy? I mean, there's Ed Hardy, of course. Um, Affliction? Affliction, probably. It's like Affliction died out and Ryan decided to single-handedly carry it through to 2023. Like, it's evolved (laughs) to that point and he just keeps throwing shit on there. Like, I don't know if anybody watches I Think You Should Leave, but it's a Dan Flash's shirt. The designs are just too fucking crazy, man. The more the designs, the more price it is. Like, you gotta be over there. Everybody's gonna do it. Yeah, I'm using my stipend for everything that I'm supposed to be eating for my shirts, All right, That's fucking Ryan. That's That's what he does. Everything that he wears... Every time he has something on, first off, he's either shirtless. Second off, he's wearing something crazy like that. And every time he wears something, it's a little more crazy, a little more crazy. By the end of the year, it's going to be like Brian Colangelo's collars where they're just fucking massive <laughs> at the end of the year. And nobody's going to get that reference either. But you get where I'm going with this. It's just nuts. And the, for the fucking conversation to start off with, I, told- I, I know what you heard about me. 
Yes, I cheated. No, he says, Jen told you I was unfaithful. Yeah, that's the intro. And the mom goes, yep. What? I thought it was editing. I had to go back and make sure that they didn't like skip the whole like introductory phase. I don't think so. I don't think it was editing. I think they sat down and he goes, well, Jen told you that I was unfaithful. Like, let's just get right this out, out of the, the way. Gate, dude, and the other thing, here's what. up to it. Maybe she doesn't ask about it and you don't have to talk about it. You know what else bugs me? And this is me nitpicking. This is the first time meeting her mom. Yep. Don't sit there leaning on her with your arm around her the entire time. I think that what he's trying to do is show the mom, look how close we are. I love her so For much. Sure. And he's like smothering her with the arm. It's like, no, give her space. Give the mom the attention. You don't need to show affection to her daughter. She understands as her boyfriend that you should be affectionate with her. But I think that's a move. He's like, oh, I'm going to show how much I love I you. I'm going to agree. Here. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. But he's not a tough cookie to crack, honestly. No, he's easy as shit to crack. And then she starts going in on him a little bit. And I love the approach. And Jen had an issue. Like, can we stop talking about Will? It's like, no, no, you can't stop talking about Will. Because one, this man does have a past quite clearly because mm-hmm. he has no issue talking about it. So the mom's going to be worried about her daughter. So yeah, here's what you're up against, buddy. Will's a great dad. Will was a great husband. And Jen's like, well, he's a great dad. She's like, nah, he was a good husband. Even from what <laughs> Jen told us about Will, he he's was a, a great husband. husband. Like, you we, cheated on him emotionally or whatever. Right. Yeah. Allegedly. Like you destroyed Will and you're going to sit here and be like, he wasn't a great husband. He neglected me or whatever. You haven't told us, the viewer, that he was neglectful. No. You just said that it lost the spark. Yes. That's nothing that Will did directly to you. You didn't say that he was talking to other girls. You didn't say that he was being mean to you or emotionally manipulative. You just said that you guys lost the spark and it just wasn't there anymore and you found it in Ryan. You're the fucked up person in this relationship. And maybe the mom realizes that and that's why Will still lives on the fucking farm and helps them. Boom. I think that that's yeah, perfectly said. Idiots. But the thing with me is Jen was self-aware of that for the first however many episodes of the season. She's like, yeah, it was my I fault. I still think it was a play. Well, clearly it was a play. But I just think that the mom took the right approach. I like that she digs into Ryan. I like that she says, you have really big shoes to fill. I don't like that she says, I think that you're up for the task. He's not. There's no, no way that this dude's on the up and up. He like He uses all of... The family stuff and the kids stuff, he's doing that on purpose. That's a move. Yeah, it's just, it's, I'm so fulfilled. It's like, she's got the five kids. I've got the two. We're going to have seven under one roof. Ha, ha, ha. I know what you're doing. You're painting the picture of like the all-American family in this big house, all happily coexisting to sidestep the fact that you cheat. Jen cheated. This is a, a relationship that got fueled and sparked by infidelity. So now you're trying to say it was all worth it because we're going to have this big, massive, happy family, this big, modern family, and we're all going to get along great. And I'm not a douchebag, despite my jacket literally saying I'm a douchebag. Yes. But we are back, and we are back with a vengeance. We are in Roslick, a.k.a. R-H-O-S-L-C, a.k.a. Salt Lake. A.K.A. SLC Punk. Yeah. Remember that movie? I do with uh, Matthew what's Lillard. Matthew. Ah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. He sure is. Yep. <laughs> what did you think about our, our season opener? I hate to in this, but I don't know. I can't. I, I don't. I think I'm realizing that I am not somebody who can just temper expectations. No, I'm not either. Like, I watched this, and it was so nice, and we do this every fucking series. We know we every do. Every season premiere, we watch it, and we say, wow, this is going to be great. 
that's where I am right now. Same. It just looks so great. It, like no Jen Shaw there. They're still talking about her, and I don't care that they're talking well, they about her. They like, referenced her just enough to kind of get you understanding of where she came. And obviously, we have to talk about it, right? Yeah, of course, we have to talk about it because the new cast member used to be her assistant, and we, we'll get to all of that. But you have to talk about her. I didn't even mind that they talked about her. They even referenced Heather's black eye. I wasn't mad about it. It seems like you've got a group here now with Mary Cosby as the friend of that can kind of guide you through the season yeah, and actually be legit and fun and also filled with a little bit of drama. You know what it did for me is it opens the door to multiple storylines that are going to be fun. There's going to be drama. There's going to be a group dynamic that was not possible with Jen Shaw in the mix yes. because her story overtook everything and they tried to mask it with a black eye story, which didn't work. Like that was the entirety of last season. This season, it's actually, it's a fresh, it, it's, it's a, I, I mean, I know it was it. Yeah. fresh powder, fresh start, it's but like fresh start. it is a fresh start, and yeah, but I felt it. And like, I love that the intro was like the trailer and it's just, they lean heavy into the, the religious undertones and it's like the religious music and we're back in Salt Lake and the Mormonism thing. Like that's the ticket. Yep. Lean into that part of this because that's really intriguing for us, the viewer, but let's dive into it. We're back at Sundance with Lisa Barlow, who's the queen of Sundance. She's been putting on parties here for 14 years. Is she like a party planner? I think so. I think it, an event if planner. you asked her, she's a last minute event planner. But yeah, that was confusing. Like, I didn't really always strapped for time. <laughs> I guess <laughs> she just waits till the last minute. Like, I'm not going to start this until a week before the premiere. They call her last minute Lisa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it seems like she's got her shit together. Well, she's talking to John, and I guess that their son, Jack, is going on a mission for two years uh, for the Mormon church, I'm assuming. But this scene was hysterical, and this is why I love Lisa Barlow, because she's being emotional with John, and she's like crying because she's going to miss Jack. She's worried because she didn't know that he was thinking about doing this, and she thought he was going to college, and am I a good mother? Am I attentive enough? Am I present enough? Which is the funniest line. Am I present enough? Because during this conversation, she stops one crying and two talking to check her text messages about parties that are going on in Sundance. You know what's funny? I actually openly thought that there was no problem with that because one was time sensitive i had the no conversation issue. that she was having with john was not no i have no yeah. zero issue oh yeah I know. it is funny it is it funny was just to a point funny out. like yeah. juxtaposition like yeah. i just need to be present hold on one sec hold on one sec and done he's going away for two oh, uh, yeah hold on one sec like that was just turn it on turn it back on. yeah it was really funny and I, like zero issues at all but this scene was the one i was probably most apprehensive about uh, slightly excited, a little scared. And that was the return of Heather because for two seasons, I would have killed for Heather. Like she was my absolute favorite above anybody else. It wasn't even close. Watching her downfall last year physically hurt my heart. I was yep. bummed out about it. So even though timid? feeling a little timid, sure. And even though I said after last season, like I'm done with Heather, like, I'm done. This whole storyline was ridiculous. She was an asshole all season. Old Heather's gone. I'm out. There's still that little inkling, you know me. I'm always going to well, hold on no, to hope. I actually kind of agree with you, too, because we talked about this yesterday with one of the questions that came through, whether we think that she can have a redemption arc this season. And I firmly do think she can. 
And after watching her in this episode, she can. I firmly believe yeah. she absolutely can. I think I disagreed with you when you said that originally. Yeah. I said I don't think she can it come just, back. I think she's she can. not. She's not trapped under the shadow of Jen Shaw anymore. She can kind of do her thing. She's obviously going to have to make her penance. Yep, religion. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know if Mormons have penance, but whatever. They start her off with her actually shoveling her own walkway. That was so funny. Expecting that Meredith might help. Even funnier. By the way, shoveling in like five inch heels or platforms yeah whatever of those were. I mean, what do you expect out there but it was fun like it seems like we're gonna get fun heather back who's not gonna be caught up in the weird bullshit that doesn't really make any sense she's gonna she'll still get caught up in some drama because she obviously has some weird issues still going on with whitney but it seems like everybody else is like all right heather you know like you're back and you're good and that's what we need she needs to be that rock of everybody likes heather everybody everybody enjoys heather. being around heather She'll get back to that. I, I think by so. mid season, I think we'll be fine. But with this scene, what it did for me, I did not realize, honestly, the dark cloud that Jen Shaw cast over this whole franchise yeah. in one season because of what she did. I didn't realize the extent of it. Obviously, from a legal standpoint, I get the extent of it. She was a horrible person that robbed people of money. Right. But what it did to the show without having to worry about that part of it and go into this scene with Heather, like open minded, with, as we keep saying, a fresh start. It was a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh my God, this is why I love this show so much. Mm -hmm. This first episode was that. It was the reminder of why Salt Lake was great and hopefully why I can get back to being great. But Heather's talking and she's going through everything that she's done in the past year. Her book got released. It's a New York Times bestseller. She just opened her second beauty lab officially, moved into a new house. We no longer have to see her rental home because she wouldn't share her house with us prior. She only would show the rental so we get a fucking fresh start from Heather. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and there's no better way to put it. But Meredith comes over, and they're talking about um, Whitney said some shit in an interview. And this is so dumb. This is so dumb to me. Look, the bathtub scene was creepy. We all said it. It was all over social media. There's no Very way uncomfortable. that Meredith could have opened her phone during last season and not seen all of us talking about this weird scene with her and Seth. It's not that you're bathing together. People take baths together. It was the interaction within the tub that rubbed people the wrong way. You were shoveling your foot under his taint, like in the tub. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear that from Seth. I'm sorry. Like you guys can have an intimate bathtub relationship. It's fine. Great, beautiful, good for you guys. You still don't share it on camera. Don't need to see it. That, that's the whole thing. I agree the same way with Whitney. Yeah. Whitney, go ahead. You and your husband want to go run around and paint each other naked bodies Great. and just have sex and do all that. Great. Don't take pictures of it. Don't nope. put it on there. Don't need to you see guys it. can allude to it in a conversation, which happens on every show. Mm -hmm. Make a weird sex joke. Talk about your weird sexual proclivities. Go ahead and do it. I do not care. Nope. That's fine. Once we see it. You open yourself up to all of this shit. That's it. And that's what's going to happen. And we ripped it apart last year. I felt the same way. It's gross. Now, do I think that there's weird chemicals and stuff move, moving around in there and like bodily fluids and shit in there? Hopefully not. No. Well, but my gross. whole thing is like with that. Yeah. What a bath is to me. I don't take baths. I think baths are gross in general. I don't think people take baths to get clean like children they do because do, it's that's easy. That's what I'm saying. You're sitting, you're stewing in your own filth and now you're stewing in somebody else's filth. So yeah. if you approach it as this is us being like sexy, we're going to take a bath together. Great. If you guys are actually bathing together, gross. Don't take a big bath with your significant other. Just don't do just it. Just don't do it. It's never what it's chalked up it's to be. It's just not. It's like I don't showering. care how big the tub is. You're going to be like close-ish to each other because that's just how it goes. 
It's just not. It sounds it's better not. on paper always. Same with like showering with a significant other. Someone's always out of the water. It's always cold. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, unless you have like a huge shower that has all the different heads like, sure. going everywhere. If you're rich as fuck and you have one of those showers, yeah, yeah, yeah. do your thing. If you have a normal shower or a normal tub, no. don't do it. Your head's just like in a bunch of hair. Yeah, come on now. It's but not fun. Anyway, what my big takeaway is it's not that deep. She's like, she comes after my bathtub. She was very offended about coming after a bathtub. She was very offended about she's coming after she's, her marriage. Like, what the fuck? No, she not. wasn't. Like, she's it was not. a joke. And she's right, by the way. Yeah. But also the way that Meredith portrayed everything. And this is what we're going to get from Meredith. And this is what we've always gotten from Meredith. She spins things that are said about her into the most possible negative like light. most dire situation. Just like ever. anything could be a joke. And she'll go, are you talking about my kids? Like, no, I wasn't. Like, I... No one was talking about your children. How'd you get there? It's like you were talking about a public school down the road and you didn't know that I was thinking about that school like 25 years ago. Like, what are you talking about? That's I have no idea what's going on with you, Meredith. But that's what we're going to get from her. And if she's the only one who does something like that, I'm okay with that. Well, we get in the next scene the highly coveted return of Mary Cosby, which in itself sounds like a made up name. But this it is might be. your it could be. Your first interaction with Mary Cosby. I know you've seen clips. I know you've seen little snippets, but you didn't watch the seasons with Mary in them. What do you think right out of the game? She's fucking awesome. Isn't she amazing? She's great. (laughs) Where'd she go? She, she, at the end of her stretch after the first two years, did not get along with. Oh, you can tell she hates everyone. Yeah. Like she's not tight. It makes for even better TV. You know what we get out of Mary Cosby? And hopefully we'll get more out of the other people on this cast. And I love that you have to say her full name. I do every time. It's Mary Cosby. It's not Mary. It's Mary Cosby. What you get out of her is she will ask the questions that we want answers to. And she will force you into a corner and make sure that you answer that question. We didn't get one person last year honestly ask the question, well, what the fuck did Jen Shaw have on you? Like, what was she doing what were you doing for her? How did you not know what was going on? We didn't get any of those questions last Mary year. Like, will ask everybody. Anybody in that group could have done that. Whitney could have done that. I, you know, it's not really Whitney's vibe. I get it. Whatever. But you throw Mary into the mix. If something's going on and they're just actively not talking about it in front of each other, Mary will make sure that you talk about it. Which is perfect. And that's awesome. We need that. We need a Mary Cosby in every one of these franchises. I agree. Force the issue. But she goes through what she's been doing over the past couple of years, and she talks about Robert Jr. Her son, who is dating somebody, but everyone else says that they're married, and this is this is Mary Cosby to a T, and I'm glad they let her off with this one. She's like, I haven't asked him yet. And they're like, don't you live with him? She's like, yeah, I haven't gotten around to it, though. But <laughs> she talks about <laughs> Robert Sr., who is her grandfather, Yep. by the way, who she's married to. Robert Sr.'s been in Vegas for six months, and they're like, oh, how was that? Like, it must have been tough. It's great. It's great. Everything's great. great. Like she's great. she's a fucking enigma in the best way. But this is when Jen comes up and Mary's thrilled that Jen's gone and she's thrilled that this kind of dark cloud has left the group. And it's kind of, I guess, what she was calling the elephant in the room. And it seems like that might have been her biggest issue with this group was Jen. I don't know if that is going to ring true down the road, but we'll find out. What we do know is the salad was too spicy for her, so she uh, had to stop eating. I actually appreciated that little tidbit, too. You know why? It ties in with everything else we're talking about. Spicy. Goes in oh, spicy, yeah. comes out spicy. Yeah, wow. It's it's everywhere today. A lot of poop. A lot of poop. Everybody poops. Eh, have you ever heard that song? That's one of Poppy's yeah. favorite songs. 
Do, 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 do. Have you actually heard that? Yeah, I've heard the song. It's called I, I Poop. They make the... Oh, it's called I Poop. I yeah. Poop. If you haven't well, heard used, I Poop, you, you need to look it up. It's a book called banger. Everybody Poops. Everybody Poops is a book. The song I Poop is a banger. If you haven't listened to it with your kids, now yet, I'm, now I'm wondering I highly if recommend it. it. Let's put uh, it at the end of the episode. Oh, I don't know if we can copyright. I'll try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's move on. I forgot Angie was in the show. And <laughs> Me is too. this Angie H or Angie K? K? This is Angie K. Okay. This is Angie K. We had too many Angies last year. So Angie K and Monica, who's a newbie, and Lisa are out to lunch. And we get introed to Monica. And what an intro. I don't know if there is a bigger like step onto the scene than coming up and saying, yeah, remember when Jen got busted? I was the one that ratted her out. It's fucking awesome. It was a great lead off. And the one thing I will say from her confessionals, a lot of Jen Shaw energy coming out of this one. Oh, yeah. The mannerisms. I mean, even the fact that, like, yeah, the way she looks, like she dyed her hair. Yeah. Same color as Jen's. Saying, dude. You know what? What she did is like the equivalent of like 16th century France. Like you kill your brother to become king. Oh, much what she, did. she dethroned she, the queen. She dethroned Jen Shaw so that she can get into the show. That's interesting. Well, she's talking about what she did, and I guess she filled in for Jen's assistant, uh, which means you were Jen's assistant. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to paint it up a little bit. She was Jen's assistant. And... I filled in. What? I filled in. You filled in? I filled in. Oh, I couldn't hear what you said. Yeah. yeah. She said, I filled in for Jen's assistant. No, you were Jen's assistant, which is fine. And Jen comes to her and says, do you want to be rich? And she definitely said that. She said, do you want to make $600,000 a year? Definitely said that. Just put your name on some shit. We're going to put your like some shit under your name and you're going to be rich. To Monica's credit, she has a cousin in Secret Service, which is what a line. Calls her cousin up, explains what's going on. The cousin says, get the fuck away from her. Two weeks later, Jen Shaw's arrested. Now, I would imagine, obviously, there's been an investigation going on. It's not like she is the reason that it happened. I, I No, I'm sure there was that. more going on there that they were trying to figure yeah. out, but now they had an But I feel like that's a smoking gun where it's like, hey, she tried to get me involved. And they're like, all right, let's we can speed this thing along yeah. a little bit. And we have a witness. And she did. She testified against Jen. But we start getting into her backstory a little bit. And she's getting divorced for the second time from the same man. Now, I don't know if the entanglement... Thanks, Jada Pinkett Smith. The entanglement comes from the first marriage to the same dude or the second marriage. I don't know when you got tangled up, but she cheated. I imagine it was from the second marriage. Why, how do you know that? She's, just the way that she phrased it. She said, you know, we had a great time. We got married and then, you know, we kind of fell apart and we divorced and then we came back together. Now we're getting a divorce again because of the entanglement. I think she, she kind of said it. I think so. I don't think she's, well, regardless. Does it matter though? No, it doesn't. Yeah. But here's my question. And Dev asked it. She's like, because we all want to know where do these people get their money from? Where did she get her money from to be on this show? And here's my theory. <laughs> I just like the idea that they didn't have a prenup the first marriage and she got half of his shit. Then they got remarried and she convinced the guy to not get a prenup again, divorced him and took half his shit again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Possibility. Just double down, just keep taking his stuff. Now he's got a quarter of what he had. It's funny because like even the picture that she put up of her ex-husband, I never know. Like if you were in, say, Atlanta, say you were in Potomac, whatever, and you posted a picture and showed a picture of your ex-husband and he looked like that guy. Yeah. Like, you don't have money. Where'd that money come from? But it's Utah. I'm like, hey, who the you fuck never knows, know, man? dude. You have no idea with the, with the church out there. There's no telling. But this is something that that made me nervous as we're talking because it goes to a confessional again with Monica, and a lot of her opinions are based on 
what Jen has told her about people in the group. Like yeah. she would talk to Lisa on the phone because Jen would get tired of her talking because she talks too much. And I was like, all right, are you just going to be a mouthpiece for what Jen used to say? She shuts it down later by saying Jen was full of shit and I'm going to have yeah, my own opinions. I, but I didn't it, feel like that. I, th- I, I think it's actually real. I think that she didn't know any of them personally. Like, yeah, she knew Angie K personally, but that's a little bit different. She knew about everybody in the group only through Jen. And obviously she goes into the story about Lisa Barlow. But I think that's right. I think she's right. I think I would do the same thing if I didn't know any of these people and I knew them through a person that I was friends with at the time and I only knew what that person was saying. Jen Shaw is absolutely the type that is just spilling, one, nonsense, two, secrets. But that's She's telling secrets everywhere. How are you going to be able to decipher between the bullshit and actual truth? I don't think she's smart. I think she just kind of sits and waits and then kind of sees if. Some of the shit that Jen has told her over the years oh, kind of and then pans she out. Verify it. Yeah, and then she'd be All like, right. "Oh, that that part's true." That and then sense. you know you can kind of push the other one away, or you can keep some ammunition in there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it pans out. I, I do think that we're going to hear a lot more from her, uh, kind of voicing some things that Jen has said in the past. I don't For think it's sure. the last time we've heard that, but that takes us to the fresh start party, which is great. You know, we need the fresh start. This is a good way to the venue's sick. Yeah. Oh, that was fucking awesome. We got to get out there. Yeah, we do. I really want to go out there. We make it stuck in the church somewhere, but <laughs> we get, <laughs> we both become more. They offer me 600K and just sign your paper. Yeah, don't twist my arm. But the first thing I got concerned about because they go over what the activities are and they talk about the snowballs. Yeah. Like those snowballs are going to be ice. Those are going to be ice balls by the time they get When there. they started throwing them, they didn't look like ice. So they kind of they came apart pretty quickly. They did, but I don't know. It's that mountain snow, you know? It's not... Pre-made, yeah, we're not, it's not Pocono snow. Yeah, it's not that Pocono, Pocono snow. snow. If you can dirty ski snow. Poconos, you can But it is also there. really funny because even in the first scene when we saw Heather shoveling, and th- this is just how my brain works, it looks like nice snow, and I'm so used to like that... Dirty, northeast icy bullshit snow. And like... When we see it on the only other shows that we really see snow on are like yeah sometimes Jersey but they mostly come in the summer Winter House yeah okay all right never mind whatever it looks like clean snow I'm used to that dirty ass no 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 I know what you're saying Mid Atlantic snow that we get I'm picking up what you're putting down gross (laughs) but Mary arrives to the party and Lisa arrives to the party she brought Angie K which is interesting and it's a good good test for Heather because Angie K is the one that said, you know, Jen and Heather were probably scissoring behind closed doors and then she punched her in the eye, whatever. So she's the one that spread it. Funniest fucking line last year. It was, but I could see Heather having an issue with that. It's good that Heather sees her and goes, you know what? Standing true to what I said, it's a fresh start. I need a fresh start with everybody. That's that's the approach that we need in this show. Absolutely, For sure. Do not harp on dumb things that happened last year while Jen was still around. Last year's a wash. Last year's a wash. Just get rid of it. Just completely throw it It away. It never happened. And it seems like people like the fact that we, and I'm sure you're going to jump into this very quickly. When Meredith comes over to Lisa Barlow, like we didn't see any of that last year. The one-on-one stuff makes sense. I know we always talk about hashing things out in a group, but they've tried it before. It doesn't work. Do it one-on-one. That's fucking awesome. Like we're starting to see this group come together a little bit more and kind of put their differences aside. And we need them all together as a group. We can't have these little factions that kind of split off and then they have issues with each other or whatever. That's what Jen did. Jen drove a wedge through everyone. Yes. And made it impossible for it to be a good show. She's gone. You guys have to become friends. I want to watch them become friends. I want to watch them tear that friendship down. I want them to become friends again and then tear it back down. That's the whole, that's every show should be like that. This is why we started this fucking podcast. (laughs) But we get a quick check in with Mary and Lisa and Mary's happy to see Lisa genuinely. And she loves her jacket. Lisa 
shares with us the last text that was sent to her from Mary Cosby. This is their last correspondence. I wrote down just a few of my favorites. You kill people with your tequila. You're a black widow. You're a horrible human. And you're not interesting at all. <laughs> and Mary's so mean. Mary's stoked. Because in Mary's mind, that never happened. Yeah. Like, it did, but it, it's as soon as something happens, Mary will move on instantly. Calling somebody boring has to be the worst thing that you could say to someone. Boring and not interesting are two of the more hurtful things. I, I once think. told one of my friends that all he does is small talk, and he never actually has a real conversation. Oh. Didn't realize how mean it was. That's pretty fucking mean. It was pretty mean, yeah. We still talk. We can joke about it now. Oh, you can? I was going to say, you still friends? Yeah, 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 we can still joke about is it Is he now, still but... only small talk? He's gotten better. <laughs> Hopefully he'll listen. <laughs> But Heather addresses the fractured group. And I think she's, this was nice because to me, she's addressing everybody, not just the people on the show. She's talking to us, the audience. This group is fractured. We're all broken. You fucking broke us last year. This whole cast, you ruined it. So yeah, you know what? I was anti Salt Lake until it started drumming up, you know, the trailer and things like that. I'm ready for a fresh start as well. I, I, I buy it. All right, Heather, I'm buying what you're selling. And you see the group start to, like you said, everyone's starting to at least approach each other, right? Yep. We get Whitney and Meredith. They have the weird bath talk and why Meredith is upset about it. And again, takes it way too far. Whitney even says, it was a joke. I was just being shady. And she's Meredith's response is, well, if you're going to be shady, well, maybe you shouldn't. Blah, blah. It's like, that's the what we do. This is what we do here. You take little digs, you say shady shit, it's up to you whether you're going to roll with it or cause a scene, which clearly you're going to cause a scene on this one, but you can't take it from they're gross in the bathtub to you're trying to tear down my fucking marriage. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's funny because on the like chopping block last year, we would have put like Whitney, maybe Heather, whatever. Right now, I've got Meredith on the chopping block. Like she's <laughs> first one episode, episode in. Put her on the chopping block. I'm going to do this. Too it's seriously. Gonna, we're going to do a hot seat for this show. Oh, every, I like that episode hot seat right Who's now on the hot seat right now meredith, meredith. I everybody else that. is kind of coming together meredith is taking offense at some stupid shit that was said about her being in the bathtub which was gross yep like that there's no other way to put it nope and she gets upset about the special k joke and this is where i'm because heather did this last year and i'm not even going to do this a lot i am not going to revert to last year very often yeah just probably this episode but what she did last year was say some shady stuff and then act like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. And she drops the special K line, which we know was a point of contention last year, even though Whitney's not even the one that said Meredith was doing special K, a.k.a. ketamine. I did see that uh, special K ran an ad during this episode. Oh, that's cereal, funny. Which is hysterical. Yeah, so nice call. marketing there, Kellogg's. But I didn't think it was like none of this was that deep. I just think that she is so pissed about the bath thing that she's going to push any argument with Whitney. Yeah. While I do see Lisa and Meredith finding their way back to each other eventually, I don't think it's ever going to... They used to be like this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen again because Lisa's found I her voice. Lisa's outgrown her. Yeah. Exactly. Lisa found her voice and I don't right. think she's going to revert back to what the friendship was and I think that's the only way it works for Meredith. But I do see them bridging the gap a little bit. I do not see this one getting smoothed over because I... Like Whitney and Meredith to me are too different. I don't think that they can like get along. They're not. Yeah. It's it. Whitney's way too free spirited and she's also trying to find her voice. And I feel like Meredith's just stuck in her old ways. Like we're not seeing her evolve. No, we're not seeing her do anything. Like I think that she's trying to grow back to Lisa out of survival. I don't think oh, she's trying think? to go back to Lisa because she misses Lisa. She's looking for an ally. I think she doesn't really have much. Like, yeah, you can kind of be friends with Heather, but Heather's kind of stuck right she's now. She's friends with Mary. She's trying to figure things out. She's friends with Mary. She's a friend Which of. will help you. 
It'll help. It'll help you in arguments because Mary's going to start a lot of shit. And she's probably not going to come after you. But I feel like Mary Mary can go after anybody that she wants. Yeah. So it's just, I think that she needs somebody like Lisa. She needs to be friends with Lisa because otherwise she's going to be on the outs. I think that that's a good point. I think that it's just interesting because Whitney does apologize for the comments she made. She says, I'm sorry if that offended you. That wasn't my intention. Can we move on? Because I don't want you to hold a grudge. Mary's like, I don't hold grudges. It's like, yeah, Yeah, you you do. You hold grudges better than anybody else on a lot of the casts. Right. Like that is kind of your MO is you will hold on to shit for the entire season. Look Things at that Lisa. Do not man. need to be held on to. No, look at your relationship with Lisa. You yep. hold on to every single thing that she's done. And granted, she said some like off color shit on a hot mic, sure. But you carried that through all of last year. Yep. That's a grudge, dude. So for you to say that you don't hold grudges is crazy. So I understand why Whitney's apprehensive, like, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But what bugs me about Meredith is when you get to that point in these conversations where the relationship is somewhat fractured and they're trying to find a way to to mend the relationship, it's always on the other person. Meredith's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see how you respond. I'm gonna wait and see what you do to show me. It's like, what about your role? What about your part in this? I get that Whitney said something that you didn't like about the bathtub, but for a friendship to blossom, for a relationship to blossom, it's got to be both ways. It can't yep. be, I'm going to sit and wait for you to do something. We'll see. That's bullshit. Kenya does that. I don't like that either. Yeah. So it's like, in this world of Housewives, in this world of Bravo, if you're going to bridge the gap, if you're going to fix friendships, if you're going to move forward, you have to have it on both sides of the spectrum here. You can't have one party trying to prove to the other party because nine times out of 10, both people are at fault. But the last scene that we get is Shooter checking his draft status. Um, How'd you know I was doing that? I, I want to check too, but we have fucking 10 minutes left. Can you <laughs> shut up? But the last scene we get, and I thought it was the perfect way to end this this first episode, is a snowball fight. And I myself felt better afterwards. And it's funny because in the beginning, everyone's kind of like, haha, like little light throw here, a little light throw there. Oh, we're not going to hurt anybody. One person takes it overboard. And hits Lisa in the head and as soon and I knew it was gonna happen. As soon as that happens, it escalates very it escalated good. in a very fun way. In a great way. Yeah. 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 No, and like That's in, what you need. in a cathartic way. Like this right. definitely needed this moment. And it's just it gets to the point where I didn't know how Angie K was gonna respond. Honestly, Monica form tackles her and decks her, and then they roll down the hill. I'm like good tackle. It was, it was a great tackle. Good form. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, is this going to spark something? And no, as they're rolling down the hill, Angie K's laughing. Like, oh, my hair. Blah, blah. Like, everyone in this moment is just letting their anger out and seemingly not getting mad at each other. Yeah, just having a good time. Good. We need it. This whole episode was just a breath of fresh air. Fresh start. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. And the way I did it, I only took Rosslick questions because I was so excited for it to come back. We can do OC questions again next week. But... Let's dive right into it. And I'm going to put this one to bed right now. It's the only time I'm going to read anything about it, and we will not come back to it. And Nick Sims, this is not your fault. It's a valid question. But from Nick Sims, will we ever get the truth about the black eye? Probably not, and we don't care. Exactly. Okay? That's the last we're going to talk about it. No. Nick, that's not against you. We love you. Sorry I came off a little little strong there, but no. Oh, this will go to our... um, our resident fashion guy from Rachel Valentine 20. Who the hell approved of Angie K's Little Mermaid dress for this photo? Their photo of like the cast in the beginning of the season. Oh, I have no idea. That thing's horrendous. <laughs> thing's brutal. It's got scales on it. There you go. We don't know. 
from Thursday Poems. Do you think Jen Shaw is watching from prison? If she can, absolutely. Yeah, I think that she has to. I think she has to. She's going to do it in the way that she's going to start watching it. Like, uh, let's see these bitches try to try to earn do their it without, me. without me. They're not going to be able to do it. And it's going to be a really fun, loving season. Well, I'll eat our words right now. We said, can this show go without Jen Shaw? And we both were At a little the time. Hesitant. We said, no, no. I didn't I think, think that they know how to survive. And it looks like they're fine. Jen Shaw was the poison ruining this show. So we stand corrected. From B. Wolf, do you think Monica will spill any Jen Shaw tea or say she knows things but can't say it? Absolutely. Yeah, she's going to tease it all season. That's yeah. going to be her bread and butter. Are you kidding me? And that, as it should be, that's a fucking layup. You're a newbie. You've got a great hand to play. Just don't overdo it. That's going to be the issue. Yeah, for she sure. can't overdo it. It needs to be time and place. But from Mal, nope. from Mal Hardigree. Should Bravo have moved away from bringing someone affiliated with Jen? No, absolutely not. Because, well, I don't know. I I think maybe if see, they wanted a real clean slate, it just dep- it really depends on how Monica performs. If Monica leans into the whole "I used to be close to Jen Shaw and I know information about you guys" and doesn't really spill it, doesn't really spark anything that's good, and it's just kind of annoying the whole time, then yes, absolutely, stay away from that. Jen Shaw. Go full fresh start. I think if you told me two weeks before the season started that Monica was this close to Jen Shaw, I would have said that's a bad idea. But after seeing her, I'm hopeful. I am too, and here's why I don't think they should have moved entirely away. I think you need some kind of middle ground there because we need to put it to bed, right? We yeah. need to put it to bed. It's not over yet. I think that what Monica brings is the potential to give some answers and then we can move past it entirely like you said i think that the the pitfall here is going to be i think if she does too much yeah and i think that what she can really do is lean on the fact that she was a whistleblower yeah she knew what jem was up to and immediately tried to report it if if we're to believe her at her word which is kind of tough to do on these shows she can kind of hold other people accountable she That's can look point. at Heather. She can look at Meredith. She can look at somebody else who might, like Angie Kay, who's close to Jen, and say, you must have known what was going on. I reported her as soon as I figured something out. You're close to her. She must have said something. You didn't think about it. You just kind of let her go. Are you a bad person? That would uh, be fun. That would be fun. All right, let's do one more. Man, I love... <laughs> this is a really good one. From Allison Clune NJ. I'm assuming you're from New Jersey. Would you rather take a bath with Seth or paint a half nude Justin? Paint and half nude Justin. Not all day. even a question. I will paint like I assume painting on his body because that's what they were doing. They weren't like painting a canvas. Yeah, no, paint his body. Paint his body. Yeah, yeah, paint his body. Yeah, that's not even that's not even close. I, those are two very I'd different. Paint his things. body, and then I'd paint a canvas of him. Yeah, and also Justin seems like a very likable character. Yeah, I does. don't want to take a bath with Seth. He Although aren't they getting divorced? There, I don't There's know. There's speculation. Yeah. I we saw it from like scenes from this season that there. Uh, There's issues. We'll we see. don't like to speculate before we have the info. From what we know now, ten times out of ten, I'm painting Justin. I am not getting in a tub with Seth. Yep. No. But that does it for us. Um, make sure you follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore Bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. That is by far the cleanest I've ever said that. Uh, and the most important public service announcement of the year, the birds play on Sunday. Oh yeah. The birds play on Sunday to all of our fans. Well, I don't think it's listeners. the most public service amount. It's they played in the Super Bowl like 
in this year. What are you doing? That was a PSA. Why are you doing this? Better PSA, probably. What are you? It's like second best PSA. Okay. Anyway, uh, birds are back on Sunday. Thanks for taking the wind out of Holding my sails account. here. Brown pros are out here. See you uh, victory Monday. Go birds. Victory whenever. Go birds.